all. Tunnels are way more interesting than video games, Alina. Have you ever wondered how they're built? Hmm, maybe using dynamite? <coughs> yep, engineers use dynamite to blast the tunnels in the past. But nowadays, they use boring machines which bore holes in the rocks. So, what are tunnels? Let's learn about tunnels. From subway and railroad tunnels, car and ship tunnels, to infrastructure, mining, military, and tunnels built for animals. Tunnels are impressive and important in our daily lives. When natural obstacles like mountains, rivers, or hills block the path, engineers build the tunnels through or under these obstacles. But building a tunnel is not an easy task. The planning and building of a tunnel may take many years. Tunnels can be divided into four general categories depending on the material through which they pass. Soft ground, solid rock, soft rock, and underwater. Let's visit some impressive tunnels around the world. One sightseeing tunnel, China, allows tourists to cross river while enjoying modern technology with music and lighting. Animal Tunnel Tunnel of Love, Ukraine It's a forest tunnel An aqueduct in the Netherlands with underwater tunnel Not operational Otello tunnels in Canada It's our stop, Alina. There's something magical going through tunnels. Thank you for visiting the tunnels with us today. Bye. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show. You might want to pull up a chair, or better yet, why don't you just lay down? <laughs> we'll have a chat here. Um, well, when I think it can't get any stranger, it does. I don't know what to say, so let me try to get started here. Um, a lot going on. I am attempting to share my research as I go along, and this week alone, I ran into so many things that are very significant to talk about, but here's the deal. I'm going to be deciding soon if I will be able to continue on sharing my research because people think that being handicapped is all bad, right? Well, it's an underrated uh, thing. <laughs> for the good if you do research, right? It's not that I don't have time to share my research. It's just that it is becoming so complex that the whole idea is to share it in real time as I go along. And I am now buried in data two days now, okay? So I've got to decide that um, I can't do it all. And so I will either do it the correct way or I won't do it at all. So I can only 
do so much. And I'm not going to be asking for your support because I don't feel like I should have had to beg and plead for support. So I'm going to be deciding based on what I can do because this is about what research I'm going to be able to share. And if everything research costs me more money that I don't have, remember I'm handicapped and I'm living below this poverty line. So I'm not going to make this about me. And I can only do so much. So I do have to hire our kid in Bangladesh to do the services. So yeah, I gotta decide is this gonna work because one suggestion was that maybe I pile up information and then just do a show every, you know, once a week or something. Well, that defeats the entire purpose because by then I've already lost a lot of the data along the way. So anyway, I'll be giving it some thought because this week we're into tunnels. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been into tunnels for a very long time but not to the level that I am right now. Tunnels are all over this country. You know those people with all those old buildings? Well, I think the trick is to get you to look at old buildings and not what's underneath. All this garbage over this mud, mud floods and all this stuff they've dreamed up. Well, first of all, Tartaria and that Kazgars are all from the same region of the world, okay? This was a CIA creation. So, you know, you can take and run with old fake maps all you want, but that's not reality. They're trying to keep you above ground. Here's the reason why. You notice they're freaks for those symbols, right? They have this saying, I forgot to include it here, uh, they're always pointing up or down. Watch their fingers. And they have this saying, as above, so below, okay? That's what they say, right? The freaks, the psychopaths of charge, above and below. Well, what are they referring to? Well, possibly an entire web of tunnels. <laughs> I think they might have gotten us by using tunnels, hiding underneath the earth. Because you're looking at those old buildings, right? Well, I've been looking at those old buildings too, but not with those freaks that you guys all love. And um, yeah, they want to keep you above ground for a reason. And I was looking and I thought, well, wait a minute here. These tunnels are older than those buildings. <laughs> So what came first, the tunnels or the buildings? So yeah, it, it, it could be a little bit complicated here. And then also a couple of things. Um, there were, um, I'll give you the name of this group so you can go look at them in the meantime. And I'll do it while I'm still thinking about. There's a channel called The Proper People, P-R-O-P-E-R -E People. These kids have done a marvelous job. They're not showing you Tartaria. They're not showing you mud floods. What they're showing you is the insides of these old buildings, right? So they've done quite a few asylums in this country. And I looked inside these asylum buildings. First of all, the outsides of those buildings, that was not the intent. Those buildings were not meant to house people, okay? Um, and when you look inside those buildings, you start to see a different picture. <clears throat> First of all, no one would have built those buildings to house crazy people, okay? <laughs> Excuse me, because even supposedly back then, windows were a premium. Windows and a bunch of crazy people and asylums, nah, those buildings don't fit. Some of them have elaborate domes inside. Doesn't fit, doesn't work. But anyway, um, yeah, it's to keep you away from the tunnels. Because a few years ago, I was looking into the tunnels in this country. They call them dumbs. Deep underground military bases. Dumbs is the word for it, okay? And then I thought, well... Tunnels are interesting. This was a few years ago because people, of course, on YouTube, were talking about those dumb tunnels as being part of some mass conspiracy. The elites were going to all run down to those tunnels when things blow up. Well, 
not even part of the story, right? I mean, there's tunnels all over the place. I think they built an extremely large tunnel system. Just think about it. All the movies about tunnels, life underneath the earth, 20,000 feet below the sea. I mean, I could go on for the next 10 years with just tunnels, tunnel movies off the top of my head, right? Above and below. They keep pointing there, right? What's below? Well, I'll get back to the tunnels later, but um, those old buildings, right? Um, the old buildings, would they house? Well, you could get locked up for a few reasons. One was if you were crazy. The other is if you had tuberculosis, TB, or if you were, there's a lot of other reasons, but let's focus on the TB and the crazy part for right now, okay? Um, I believe TB was cooked up to use people for mass experiments. Why would you say this? Well, because all of these buildings were used to house people, okay? They had multiple purposes at one point. They seem to have a few different groups. They have the people they have deemed crazy and the people that they were told that they had TB. Both of those groups became easy to control and manage because during the time, all it took was a medical professional to say, your kid has TB, it's coming with me. And they would get shipped off to these sanatoriums. So we had asylums, we had sanatoriums, and we had all these big buildings, right? And none of it matches with those be buildings being built for this specific purpose. None of it matches, okay? So I think they cooked up TB. That way they could get a bunch of kids and people isolated. The people within the sanatoriums were sent there to rest, okay? What were they resting about? Well, I don't know. To me... Look up the definition of TB. Just do tuberculosis and wiki. To me, TB looks like the common cold. What are we looking at now? Well, I don't know. COVID looks like the common cold, right? So, um, yeah, TB, to me, and you can, you know, have different thoughts and look for yourself. TB, to me, was a totally cooked up disease. And remember, the disease also got fixed by a vaccine. <laughs> So, yeah, so um, what happened with TB, and here again, these dates we're looking at, right? It happened between 1895 and 1954. Pretty important times there, right? Well, those buildings were built way before this because a lot of these sanatoriums have a lot of deadweight clues in them, right? The paint and the peeling, all of the heavy use of bricks that they then painted over to convert to these hospitals. There's a, there's a lot of clues there, okay? This is the problem when you sit and stare at devices and let people give you answers when they don't even know what they're talking about. People have now confused research with speculation and gossip, okay? So anyway, so yeah, so they came up with this TB, which was basically a bacteria, okay? Um, and they said during that time, it killed one out of every seven people living in the U.S. and Europe. This Dr. Koch, K-O-C-H, discovered was the most important step taken toward the control and elimination of this deadly disease. Yeah, colds are always deadly, right? So then they came up with this four-point strategy. One strategy was to get people away, take the contagious people out of the public. See how you start to control and isolate? 
they know certain tricks, okay? And they got this control and isolation trick down. They even talked about, um, they called TB consumption, okay? They even talked about consumption in the Old Testament. The Old Testament mentions a consumption illness that would affect the Jewish people if they stray from God. It is listed in the section of curses given before they enter the land of Canaan. So yeah, yeah, they, they even wrote it in their own Bible, okay? So there's your evidence there. So anyway, so prior to the 19th century, if a person was thought to be insane, their only hope would be for family members to look after them. In England around 1808, the government authorized the building of 20 insane asylums to house the mentally ill. By the end of the 1800s, there were more than, I think this is just, in the, yeah, this is just in the UK. In England, by the end of the 1800s, there were more than 120 asylums housing around 100,000 people. Most of these places were described as a place of confinement and a loss of hope. An inspector who visited Hanswell Asylum in London in 1893 described gloomy corridors and wards, an absence of decoration, brightness, and general smartness, and a want of sufficient ventilation. <clears throat> he concluded, it would be astonishing to find that any cures are ever made there. Well, that's the whole point, right? Because look at pictures of the early, um, they called the ones for TB sanatoriums and they called the wards for the crazy people um the other asylums um look up they what got my attention about the um this tv business is they said it's so contagious right well why are all the beds stacked all right next to each other if this stuff is so contagious right and all these big rooms those beds were in those were big halls for um famous dances and things like those were not halls developed to put hospital beds in okay that was a usage after that building was already built for something else so anyway so um and then this is the part that i found fascinating okay because this is what they got me on too right what they do is and this is their quote it says those who complain that they were being committed for reasons other than mental illness have their remarks noted as just another clarification that they were, in fact, deluded. <laughs> That's what I always heard, too. They convinced. This is why I don't have any relationships with anybody, because everybody's so convinced that I'm crazy. Um, because what they were told, family members and stuff, was that I was insane, and the fact that I wanted off medication was more signs that I was deluded. <laughs> You know, you can't win. I haven't been able to win in this deal because if I say I don't want to have medication, they don't see that as a sign of success. They saw that as a sign of I was really, in fact, insane. So, yeah, they've been doing this trick, what, since the 1800s? So, yeah, so when you start to look around these tunnels and stuff, um, under these schools, under these TB wards, there's tunnels under there. There's massive systems of tunnels. They're calling them fallout shelters. Well, that was the old lie about the nuclear attacks, right? Fallout shelters. So, yeah, pretty crazy when you start looking at some of these um, buildings and you look to see in the tunnels underneath them the expansiveness of these tunnels. Um, as a matter of fact, the Goddard 
tunnel in Switzerland is the largest, I believe, tunnel for trains. And they, when they did that opening just a few years ago, they had that bizarro thing there where they had the people dancing around wearing wings and um, they had the men wearing breasts. They had lambs there. It was a really a weird thing. Everybody dressed in orange. And this was only just about, I don't know, the last five or ten years. Um, so, yeah, the one in Switzerland is the biggest one. So, yeah, these people really understand the tunnel business, okay? I think we can rest assured that they've been up to something in those tunnels. And right now, I'm leaning to the idea that tunnels may have been how these psychos tricked the rest of us. Because while we were, wherever we were, doing good things and caring for each other, they came and flipped the script, and likely they did it by using tunnels. Do I know that for a fact? No, not right this minute, but I'm into the tunnels. We have tunnels all over the place. You know, in Las Vegas, um, there's people that I found a few years ago. Um, there's a whole network of tunnels underneath Las Vegas. What happened was because of the flooding and the flat land, they had to put tunnels underneath the city of Las Vegas to deal with the water problem. Now, these tunnels are, I don't know, maybe 20 years old or so. I'm just guessing here. Um, but there's a whole group of people that live under these tunnels. Matter of fact, it's a whole group of homeless people that have their houses all set up in these tunnels underneath the Las Vegas Strip. So, yeah, tunnels have been around for a long time. And I would venture to say that it's not been used to our advantage, this use of tunnels. Because I'll be getting back to, um, I'm still on the trail of the, the Cascars. That means something. Not what everybody's thinking it meaning, but it has something to do with the closest to Hungary. I'm still thinking these are the gypsies that did all this, right? They likely hid as the, they, they, they for sure hid as the Jews. And they, they hid it all as all these other religions, so... I think there's something with this Kazgar stuff. There's definitely something there, but it's not what they're showing you on YouTube. Um, that is all to deceive and get people flipped in another direction. So, yeah, there's just a lot here to unpack, and I will be thinking over the next few days because, really, it's just <clears throat> it's just too much. I mean, I can do the work. It's just that I can't take care of all the finances for it. That's just the bottom line. So I will see what I can do. Can I do a monthly update? Maybe. Probably not, though, because um, I, I'm not going to be gathering up work to then do a weekly or monthly show. That's probably not going to happen. I mean, I'm not even interested in being on YouTube. I put all the shows on private for right now until I figure out what to do there. People are wandering around. They don't have any idea that we're just doing audio now because it's different. Most people don't leave YouTube and go and do audio. Most people leave YouTube and go and run to BitChute or one of the other CIA spots. So I think people are confused about now just doing audio. But I think most people on social media are just flat out confused, sadly. So most people can't see the horror that I see on YouTube. YouTube makes these sanatoriums look pretty mild by comparison, okay? So, yeah, um, I don't mind being there doing when I have to be there to do research. But I, I'm pretty much tuned out to those people there, okay? And hopefully maybe Andy will come up with a solution to repost the shows in some way that doesn't involve me being engaged because I'm done. I, I just want to focus on research from here on out. I'm not interested in all the craziness. I'm not interested in all of everybody's favorite friends. You know, it was actually very insulting. Um, I've been trying to share my research for close to five years on social media. 
I should get an award, right, for putting up with all the BS along the way. But no, I usually just get criticism. And I'm just tired of it all. <clears throat> and I'm tired of people just in general. So <laughs> I mean, that's just the bottom line. But I'm not tired of this conversation. This conversation is all that I'm interested in at this stage of my life. So, yeah, and my time is limited. I don't have much time I have. And I'm certainly, I have no desire at this point with all this research that I'm uncovering just in the last couple of weeks, I have no desire to be overly engaged on social media. That's just the bottom line. So if Andy can help come up with a solution for dealing with that population, that would be great. Um, because it just has taken its toll on me, and this stuff is way more important than what a bunch of little people on YouTube are destroying. Because you may not see the destruction of the children, but I know where it all is, and maybe I'll get time to be able to talk to you about it but I would caution you <clears throat> you're going over there you're being lured in by people who are using the children to get your eyes and views and the destructiveness that's going on on YouTube right now well it's hard to compare pain on this level okay but if you think these sanatoriums are bad and you're all up and thinking tell me more tell me more about what they did to the mental people well it's much worse what's going on now. But not I don't mean to say worse. It's all horrific, okay? Things have not changed. And everybody is dancing and playing around a platform of social media thinking it's fun and games when really you're dancing on the it's like it's like it's like YouTube is one of these insane asylums, right? All these poor people are trapped in there in their cycle. And everybody up above here is telling lies and dancing and singing and I don't find it fun to be up there dancing and singing when I know the lies are all under here. So that's my reason for getting out of there. I'm just trying to focus on what I can get done. And, you know, I have had my own interactions, which have been brilliant, okay? I've blown up a few times because it's been very hard. I've also screamed into the microphone a few times. Those shows are still around. I've never hidden a word I've said, okay? Yeah, I yelled into the microphone one time that if people didn't, excuse my language, get the fuck out of there and go protect the vulnerable, that I would haunt them until the day that I died. Yeah, I said all that, okay? But I also realized that my role is to do research, not to modify anybody else's behavior. So I have to pull myself out of the middle of all that, and this is the only way that I can see to do it. I'm here to figure out what they did and how they did it, and if possible, I'd love to share as I go along the way, but it has to fit within what I'm able to do right now. Not within, I went along with the social media thing for a few years. I'm just not willing to engage any longer. That's all there is to it. So I have a lot of work cut out for me. And one other thing before I close, um, the thing that I appreciate the most is for the first time I have Andy actually helping me. But remember, she also has a family and a life. So... But I can't even tell you how nice it is to have. <clears throat> and the few people that have supported me all this time, I can't even say enough about them, okay? But here's the thing. I've got to isolate myself from a lot of this stuff right now. And um, that's just the way it's got to be because, you know, what was probably going on in those buildings? Andy pointed this out. Um, you know, they had all those people in the sanatoriums relaxing with the um, TB and stuff. The people that had TB were a different group of people than the people that they claimed were crazy, okay? This is how I'm seeing it right now. I'm seeing it that they needed groups of people to do experimentation on, right? They couldn't say the whole population was crazy. 
So they cooked up this TB thing because if you're not acting crazy and they still want your, your blood or your DNA or whatever they're after, okay, it made it easier. They got a group of people with TB who were supposedly more manageable, right, because they think they're just going away for a rest for this cure from this fake virus because they had a cough, right? Well, I imagine during that time a lot of people had coughs, right? I used to do business in China years ago, and we called it the China cough. It was not because anything was bad about China. It was because my lungs were adapting to a different environment. So, yeah, a lot of times when I was in China, I would get a cough. So I imagine a lot of people on dusty streets would get coughs, right? So they took this cough, turned it into TB. They could get a whole bunch of people in the population that didn't act crazy, that acted normal, right? <laughs> because, And they actually would tell the parents, your kids got TB, they're coming with us, right? So... Yeah, it, it, it created control and isolation things with TB and mental asylum. So they had a lot of ways to lock us up. So what were they doing? Well, <laughs> lots of things. The most obvious that Andy pointed out was, remember I've been talking about their early hormone usage, right? Well, they didn't, they didn't have an actual uh, regular hormone, you know, one that was available on the, uh, at the pharmacy. I think it was around 1935, I'll have to verify all this, but I think it was around 1935 that they had a hormone in a um, tablet form, okay, to hand out to people. And um, I'm not sure why they started giving us hormones, but it's, it's to change our DNA, right, because I, I believe we were built okay, we didn't need these things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, um, well, they're still using um, horse urine, for hormones right now that they give to women. Cremarin is a horse urine, I think is the one. But like I said, I got a lot more work to do here. But anyway, so so what are they doing in these sanatoriums? Well, the sanatoriums, they look like they were treated a little bit better because the idea of a sanatorium was just to relax, right? I don't know how great it would be to be forced to relax in bed for four months. I mean, I've been forced to be bedridden and the only thing that saves me is I can do research, right? But I can't imagine laying around a sanatorium for <laughs> four or five years in a bed. But anyway, so yeah, so you get them, you get a compliant group in the sanatoriums to tell them they have TB. You get another group that you say are crazy, and those people you need more restraints for and stuff because they're going to get there and they're going to start acting crazy, right? Because <laughs> I probably spent time in one of those in some lifetime. So, yeah, they're going to start really behaving crazy because they're going to realize that they want to get out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then you got other people you just toss in jail for all kinds of other reasons. So, yeah, so if, they, if they're still using horse urine for hormones right now, it's not a stretch to think that, these people and these sanatoriums were being used for whatever hormones they were excreting. Were they gathering their urine up? I don't know the details. All I'm saying is it provided, provided them with a population of a ton of people to test on, okay? And these buildings, which gets overlooked, were like depots, okay? So these buildings, which I believe were there before, but I got a lot of work to do. I'm just guessing right now. Um... These buildings um, were there before. They got converted into asylums. Massive tunnel systems underneath them. Um, yeah, I think these tunnels are all over the place. For example, the U.S. military, I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but the U.S. military has, like, I don't know, a couple hundred golf courses around the world. What's under those golf courses? <laughs> um, what's under some of these big sanatoriums? 
these buildings are likely hiding things, right? Just like you use tunnels to hide things, right? You use tunnels to transport things. They understand manipulation, they understand isolating us, and they understand how to control us. So these tunnels all play a huge, huge role in all of this. What right this second? I do not know, but this is huge. So anyways, I need to keep moving on all of this because I don't want to be slowed down by, oh yeah, this or that, or these comments over here. I'm not that interested, just not that interested. So anyway, so yeah, I think there's a lot to unpack here. Um, it may be the way they got us, the tunnels. You know, we're up above doing decent things and they're down there like the maniacs they are. So, and think about that above and below. Why are they always pointing their finger above? And that, that um, one statue they like with that Baphomet person that's sitting in the chair and they're sitting there with the two sexes. They have the boobs and stuff. One of their fingers is pointing up. One of their fingers is pointing down. They believe in that above and below business, okay? Because these are rats from hell, okay? <laughs> these, aren't, these aren't like the rest of us. So, yeah, that's, that's what this is likely all about. So, anyhow, be safe out there. Goodbye for now. So one of my favorite movies of the past few years is the movie Us. And something that's always stood out to me about this film is the opening scene. Text appears on a black screen and reads... There are thousands of miles of tunnels beneath the United States, abandoned subway systems, unused service routes, and deserted mine shafts. Many have no known purpose at all. Now I'm gonna be real, this shit got me jazzed up when I first saw this movie. Like what a lead up to a film. And I got even more excited when I found out that this statement is actually true. Deep below our feet are miles of infrastructure, abandoned projects, and tunnels just lying there unseen and unthought of by the world. But my question is, are these structures really abandoned or is there something sinister happening below us? In the early 1900s, the city of Cincinnati, Ohio aimed to become one of the first cities in the United States to create a subway system. Tunnels were dug in preparation for its creation and by the mid-1920s, the entirety of the tunnel was dug and solidified. The project was so far along that station platforms were even built. And at this point, it seemed that Cincinnati was on the cusp of becoming a model city for rapid transportation. However, just as things started looking up for the project, it all came crashing down. The Great Depression made funding for the project impossible, and the money ran out before the tracks were ever laid. The project was abandoned after this and left to rot below the city that once bet its future on it. The nearly three mile abandoned subway station is currently the largest of its kind in the United States, but it is nowhere near the only one. The Great Depression and other economic low points caused major cities in the US to abandon their subway projects for good, leaving the half completed projects to rot. Now today it is believed that a solid percentage of the abandoned infrastructure below us is made up of these subway tunnels. And when you have these abandoned subway systems and abandoned tunnels beneath the earth, it's not like you can just fill them up and get rid of them. I mean, trying to demolish them at that point would just be dangerous to anyone living above them. So for that reason, many of them remain there to this day, completely forgotten by society. So for me, this is a terrifying thought. Just the idea of these big tunnels just below us with no purpose and being totally unguarded. Like, it is very unsettling to think about. 
But when it comes to abandoned underground infrastructure, there is much more than just subways. In the mid-1800s, gold was discovered in California, sending the nation into a frenzy. The gold rush brought hundreds of thousands of people from all over the country to search for their fortune in the Golden State. But as many would soon find out, the gold rush was well overhyped and there was not nearly enough gold being discovered to sustain the huge influx of people. Decades later, many of the mines set up to find the gold were decommissioned and abandoned, much like the subway projects discussed previously. All in all, 47,000 mines were left abandoned in California alone just because of this gold rush, almost all of which are lying dormant there to this day. So again, a little unsettling that these structures are just kind of there still. But to me, this is nowhere near the creepiest structures that lie below us. During the Cold War, the anxiety of a nuclear attack gripped onto the nation. With this in mind, thousands of fallout shelters were created below ground, some of which big enough to fit thousands of citizens within their walls. Obviously, the fear of a nuclear attack has since subsided, and this has left these shelters with little to no purpose at all. It is believed that over 200,000 of these shelters were left from the Cold War alone, with many more being abandoned from other points in history. And these shelters aren't just like little doomsday shelters. I mean, the size of them was crazy. Like I was reading about one example where there was a full school underground in case of a nuclear attack. Now these examples don't explain all the infrastructure below us, but it does give us an idea as to why at least some of it is there. But the truth is some tunnels were dug with no purpose at all, and some had hidden intentions that the public could never know about. But what the majority of them have in common is the fact that they are all technically abandoned now. And with no one looking after these shelters, with no one guarding them, I'm left wondering if there are actually sinister things happening below us going completely undetected. The truth about this whole subterranean landscape is that there are so many unmanned places that people could be living in. And though the idea of people living underground may seem like a stretch, it is actually a very real thing. They're called mole people, and they are much more than just a fictional group. Mole people are described as being homeless people who are taking shelter within abandoned infrastructure underground. Not only have these people been written about extensively, but they have also been filmed multiple times and even interviewed in some cases. Well, I got a message for you. We believe that Jesus is coming. Oh yeah? You have uh, electricity, you're set up. So like no rent to pay, right? That's a pleasure. And how do you get electricity? You take it for all the way in the back. Tell me where you have in your fridge. Now for me, I would describe someone like this as a shallow mole person. This is someone who only lives a few feet below the surface and can easily access the outside world. And honestly, it seems like this wouldn't even be that bad of a thing, especially for a homeless person. But my question is, do these mole people travel deeper? Is there such thing as deep mole people? I mean, just think about it. This underground landscape is an unmonitored, lawless terrain. You don't have cops down there, you don't have rules down there, and you can get away with practically anything. And the deeper you go, the truer this sentiment becomes. So what's stopping criminals from moving into these hidden structures? I mean, it seems like this would be the perfect place for them. They can hide from law enforcement, 
and also do whatever they want down there, including more criminal activity. And to an extent, this is something that has actually happened throughout our world before. In Europe, mob bosses have been discovered hiding out in underground bunkers beneath some major cities. Those who were eventually caught were able to hide without detection for years. So who is to say that the same thing isn't happening here in the States? High-end criminals could be hiding in bunkers, while low-level criminals could be hiding in abandoned subways. It's free real estate that doesn't leave a single trace and goes totally undetected. And the idea of this actually sounds somewhat sustainable to me. I mean, you hide below the surface for long periods of time, and you only have to come up when you need to get supplies. So you can stock up, go well below the surface, and never be seen by anyone. It is already known that some drug dealers have smuggle tunnels where they carry their drugs across long distances with little chance of being detected, proving that some of these structures are in fact used for illegal practices. But what about other criminals? like murderers. In a way, these structures are a serial killer's dream. They can murder someone and hide underground, then travel for miles without detection to another spot to commit another murder and just repeat the cycle. You have a foolproof place to hide and the tunnels would provide a hidden way to travel. Also, not to mention the fact that you can murder someone well below the ground and no one would probably ever find out about it. Now, for now, this hunch could simply be labeled as a conspiracy theory, because the truth is I really don't have any facts to back this up. But I'm really questioning how this could not be true, at least on a small scale. I mean, if you wanted to hide from the police, why wouldn't you go below the ground where they would likely never find you? I don't know, am I crazy for thinking that? But another idea that I've become recently fascinated with is the idea that cults have been taking their practices underground in order to secretly practice their twisted faiths. Cults alone are creepy enough, and some that have extreme ideologies are disbanded after their beliefs reach law enforcement. So in order to avoid this, some have taken their cults underground in order to practice away from the reach of outsiders. In 2012, a cult had been discovered below the ground in Kazan, Russia. All in all, 70 people were discovered in an unheated bunker with no windows or contact from the outside world. The group had been hiding there without detection for an entire decade. Making this case even more shocking is the fact that 27 children were discovered along with the group. Each child was locked in a cell with no electricity and had lived the majority, if not all of their life in this inhospitable condition. This case serves as a reminder of just how different the underground world is. If this had been happening above ground, the religion wouldn't last a day. People would catch on and the police would be all over it. But because it was underground, they were able to avoid detection for a whole decade. Now just picture this. Imagine if a bunker like this had been hidden in some farmland in some obscure state like Idaho. No offense. But if something like this were happening there, nobody would ever find out. I mean, it's just impossible to monitor underground like that. And if you really were that far away from society to begin with, and then took it underground, the world would never know. Now, although the idea of cults and murderers living below us is just kind of a theory of mine right now, this next idea is one that I'm pretty sure is true. Some believe that lying below our feet here in the United States are secret military bases set up to be completely undetectable so that classified information won't get out. Some believe these hidden bases are used to deal with extraterrestrial life. 
This is due to the high level of secrecy surrounding these bases. Their purposes and locations are completely unknown, but the secrecy surrounding them has led many people to believe that they are dealing with something big. Perhaps this is alien life, or secret technology, or just something completely new to us all. All that I know is that it makes me anxious just thinking about it. So with all this being said, here's what we're left with. There are so many abandoned structures below us that the majority of them are unmonitored and unthought of. The idea of murderers living here, and even cults calling these structures home, is something that has happened and may be happening here in the United States as we speak. Not to mention the likely theory that the U.S. government has hidden bases below us. Bases that have no known purpose. This all sounds scary, and in a lot of ways it is. We naturally fear what we don't know, and we really don't know anything about what's going on below us. But is this something that we should really be afraid of? Truthfully, I don't think so. Okay, sure, criminals may be hiding below us, but they're hiding for a reason. Chances are these people do not want to be seen and they want to be far away from society so that they don't get caught. And I doubt that they would run the risk just to randomly come by and murder you specifically. And as for cults, sure, the idea is terrifying, but it's kind of the same thing with the murderers. They are practicing down there to be secluded from outsiders. That's the whole point of them being there. Now, I'm not saying that wrongdoings aren't happening down there, because that may be a likely possibility. And that's certainly something that we should care about and worry about. But the selfish truth of it is that if you're watching this video, you're probably not going to be affected by that. Now, the one that still stresses me out is the idea of government bases lying below us. But it's one of those things, even if we had all the details about it, and even if we raised a big deal about it, we wouldn't be able to really do anything. It's interesting and it's creepy, but I guess at the end of the day, it's not really something worth stressing about. Sure, we can look into it, we can take interest to it, but I don't think it's worth being afraid of. So no, I don't think that we should be afraid of how this will affect us. And if you choose to stay above ground, then chances are you probably won't be affected by anything below you. But if you're brave enough to go underground and explore one of these abandoned places, just be wary of the evil that might inhabit them. And remember, there's a reason why this evil is hiding.